Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> what a week that was, eh? The biggest week in the piping calendar, and man, it did not disappoint. And yes, you've guessed it, you've tuned in to episode 292 for a reason, and we'll get into all of that. But first of all, we need to get into all the introductions and stuff, uh, because yes, with each and every podcast, we do introduce new people to what we do here at the Big Rab Show podcast. So uh, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you're welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. Yes, that old chestnut. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we, I don't know. We have such a great community over there at Patreon at the moment, and there hasn't been a better time to go over there to Patreon and click on support, because seriously, there's so much content over there on Patreon, from the World Championships, from Piping Live, from all of it. Yeah, I can't oversell it enough. There's so much stuff over there on Patreon, lots of exclusive extras, and uh, yeah, definitely consider going and checking that out over there on Patreon. Be part of the Patreon faithful. Indeed, that's what we always say. Now, with each and every episode, we do normally like to have listener mail, word of the week, weekly drone, all that sort of stuff. But of course, this week, we're, yeah, we're wrapping everything up from Worlds. So we're not doing that this week. And uh, probably for the next few weeks anyway, until we get through all of our, yeah, all of our piping live and all of our Worlds content. That we've got quite a lot to bring you over the next few weeks as, uh, yeah, we are kind of... Letting the dust settle from what was quite an epic week in the piping scene. Uh, so, with that in mind, please do keep your emails coming in to us, though. We still love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Uh, so, as always, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. Also, one of our favorite features, and um, we do have some on the shelf, actually. We now have... Yeah, some that we will be bringing to future episodes, and that is Weekly Drone. So get those into us, folks. We always love to hear your thoughts and feelings on everything. And especially after this week's episode, the World's Wrap-Up, I'm sure there will be some thoughts and opinions uh, generated from our discussions here for the World's Wrap-Up. So, yeah, if you want to let them be known, warts and all, of course, and you want to do it anonymously, then that's the best way to do it. Go over there, Weekly Drone, and uh, on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. And, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts, opinions, stories, all of it, indeed. All right, so, yes, no word of the week, none of that uh, nonsense, I suppose, this week. Yeah, we're concentrating 100% on the World Championships. And uh, before we get into the wrap-up, is my review of it. What an event. Absolutely incredible. And there's so much to unpack here. And I know that we're not going to be able to unpack it all in this wrap-up. 
episode. Uh, so, yeah, in the coming weeks, I suppose we will be talking more about the World Championship. So it's not just on this podcast. There will be more discussions, I'm sure, on future episodes. So definitely, if you haven't already, please do click on subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to us right now. So, yeah, you never miss any future episodes. Indeed. And as I say... Um, actually, over there on Patreon, we have like video diaries, exclusive performances. Uh, we have our Fuse FM Ball Money radio show. That's two hours of live bagpiping every single week. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. Again, I know I'm overselling Patreon, but we're, yeah, very proud of our Patreon folks over there and the community that we have there. And, uh, yeah, there's just so much extra. So, if this wrap-up pod doesn't do it for you, then do consider Patreon. We have, yeah, quite a lot of stuff over there. Indeed, unpacking everything that happened during World's Week. All right. Okay. I think uh, I think it's about time we get into it then, shouldn't we? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. So you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we have joining us a couple of fellas who were there last week for our prediction podcast. We have Adrian Smyton and Scott Cunningham. How are you, lads? They're on. How's you? I am magical. After my predictions of last week, I'm not going to start gloating already, but uh, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> it went well. Uh, yeah. I only got a couple wrong. Oh, you only got a couple? Well, we're about to get into all of that and who who, who was right and who was wrong. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, then please do. It is uh, good comedy value now at this point because our world championships are behind us and we now get to wrap them all up in this week's episode. So unfortunately, we don't have Deej McIntosh who was with us on our prediction podcast. Unfortunately, he's unable to join us this week. So it's just Adrian and Scott and myself indeed for this week. All right. Now, before we get into talking about results and getting into all the facts and figures, I just want to ask you some questions about the event in general. I want to know, first of all, lads, what did you think of the venue itself? You know, the setup for the Friday and then the setup for the Saturday. Adrian, what did you think of it? I thought it worked well. Now, I was for us, it was ideal where even drum majors were like so they could get out of the sun for a bit then on the threes and everything. So it yeah. worked well. I that's I admit I came down to see the drum major and just to get out of the sun. 
a few times. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, what about yourself, man? Are you happy enough with the way the layout and everything? Yeah, we we were in the wife we headed up and watched a couple of the grade ones after we landed. Hmm. I think we've seen Scottish Parn and Ferrari, and then just where the stands are, obviously there's no real cover. So we literally had to just run out of the stands. But then later on, we, we had a land practice, not apart from the drum majors are, and as even says, every time we could farm, you were fit to throw the stuff down, get under the trees, get a bit of cover, and it's just it's good to be back in Glasgow Green. Aye, definitely. I think that's the overwhelming feeling that they could have done anything with that venue and it would have been good. You know, I have to say there was a few things that I pointed out to myself um, that were different. There was no big screen up where the big spiky monument thing is. That was gone and missing, although people didn't really seem to miss it. If we're honest, you know, it wasn't a huge loss. Um, Also, the stands at the Grade 1 Arena were massive this time. They've definitely upgraded them. And uh, yeah, like imagine being sat right at the very top, like way back or that high up as well. Would you really hear that much detail? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be fair, that's where I was sitting. Right. Yeah, so you were up there. The first thing I said, personal preference, for some of the boys was... Yeah, we, we were right up the back hoping that a little bit of trees there would cover you, but no, believe it or not, from up there, the sound was class. Like At that time, I, we were watching MSR. I come off actually thinking Scottish Power had a better run than Inverary, and then wow. sure they ended up winning the MSR on the Friday. There you are. There you are. So, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I would have thought then. I, I would have thought being up there, you'd hear nothing. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's interesting. I- yeah, uh, but that that's one thing that we've always sort of criticized every year is those massive big grandstands and all those empty seats as well. That You do wonder, you know, are people buying tickets for this or are they just ignoring it? Because the cheap seats was rammed, by the way. You couldn't get anywhere near the railing <laughs> at all. So I don't know. Is, is this something that we might need to look at for future competitions? Is the ticket selling thing for grandstands, is it working? It must be because they've been doing it now for years. So, hi, I don't know. Uh, but another thing I have to ask then is about the choice of food and drink offerings on, on offer. Uh, I don't know if you guys are connoisseurs of chip vans, uh, but on the Friday, there was only like two or three chip vans and a place of done tea and coffee. That was it. That was your Friday. Uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Um, well, to be fair, I, I always bring a backpack. <clears throat> and we bring a couple of juices and even on the side go to the shops either on the Friday evening or Saturday morning early and get packets of sandwiches and aqua biscuits and stuff and save a pound or two because you know yourself Aye. you'd nearly have to remortgage the house sometimes buying a butter <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it indeed definitely uh, so no that's that's one of the things I was going to say whenever they opened the Trader Village on the Saturday there was a lot more fancier food places yeah. but there was a lot more fancier prices as well, I think it was twelve fifty or something for a burger, Ooh. and I was thinking, what? <laughs> this has to be a hell of a burger. So <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I didn't eat anything at all from it. Yeah, but uh, I think that's just the Northern Irishman in me. I didn't want to shell out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I absolutely squeak when I walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, you mentioned about filling a backpack. I had a backpack with me as well for carrying around, well, battery packs and everything for stuff I was filming. 
But uh, this brings me on to my next question then. Uh, security. Did uh, Scott, with you carrying a backpack, did you have any run-ins with security at the venue? Well, on the Saturday, I had my bass drum with myself and the wife had the backpack on. Um, she got stopped. It was obviously the main gate's been swapped around to, to the big arch. Yes. Um, and once the woman, she opened the backpack and the woman seen it was snacks and food, she just laughed and told her to move on. But I was waiting on the usual. In previous years, we've had bottle tops and stuff taken off. So mm-hmm. I had kind of stashed a couple spare in the bottom just in case. Ah, see. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up not taking them, so I just ended up with spare bottle tops. There you go. Adrian, uh, any experience with security at the venue? Funny, I thought this year they didn't seem to be as strict with us coming in with backpacks and yeah. the fellow that had searched us he had said it was really glass bottles that they were looking for that they've been warned to watch out for them yeah took a quick look in I don't think it would seen maybe what was in the tins running like that but it mm-hmm. was more glass bottles they seemed to be worried about I see well I don't know I must have one of those faces because <laughs> my, my bag was searched twice and my ticket was like checked three times as well and that was just on the Saturday Friday yeah. was worse. Um, I don't know what they thought I was smuggling into the place. Um, yeah. But the woman says, you know, we're checking for anything sharp that you could use as a weapon and, uh, you know, alcohol. And I'm like, right. Uh, are they looking for crazed people who are drunk running about with swords and stuff? I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what they were doing. But hi. Yeah, they seem to well, be ultra efficient, I suppose. One of the things I did notice whenever we were going in on Saturday morning, they were checking drum cases and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, that old trick. <laughs> they were checking everything. Yeah, they were very thorough, like extremely thorough almost. Um, but yeah, bit of confusion around opening times and stuff. Like I was there from the streak of dawn, uh, but yeah. had to, had to argue with them to let me in, you know. But hey, the security staff are never popular, and I think this year's no exception. You know, they've returned to Glasgow Green, and so have the security <laughs> staff. I guess. Um, one thing that didn't return, and this is another thing that I noticed was missing, was the VIP area. It was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Normally you see them out there drinking their tea and scones with the wee finger out and everything. But no, this time there was none of that. So I don't know if this is the sign of things changing, I suppose, and no longer whining and dining the aristocracy. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were, I don't know, tucked away in a, in a corner somewhere that we couldn't see them and they were, you know, getting lashed into the, the free sandwiches and cups of tea. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but on either the, way, that was a change. On the, on the Friday, I actually thought it worked better when the hospitality tent moved because obviously some of the bands play their two fours or four fours walking the line or even an intro or something. So mm. in previous years, you nearly lose the sound around the corner of the hospitality tent, depending where you're sitting in the grandstand. Aye. That's Whereas right. now you get this class sound coming the whole way up the run to the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the final tuning was much bigger as a result of the removal of that. Oh yeah. That tent. So yeah. no, it was it was great from a spectator point of view, and also from a band point of view. You know, they didn't have to walk around the blinking thing. So yeah, I think it's definitely a great improvement. So, uh, so we've moaned about security. We've moaned about the food and drink and everything. Uh, can I just say that? Well, in podcasts to come in future, I do an on-the-ground report. And during my on-the-ground report, I do give a report on the state of the port loose <laughs> 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 The port loose weren't bad, actually, I don't think. Well, what do you think, Scott? Where we were practicing down near Arena 4, I think it was more just because of the heat. 
the smell of them. Oh no, it was brutal but down I think there. That was just, I think that's just because of the weather. Yeah, you know, that's it. One thing in a bad state, but the only thing I did notice was they had the wee uh, foot pump water stations for cleaning your hands when you come out. No, yes. Nobody seemed to pop them up around the park. So at certain times, you just heard people pumping their feet for their life and just like right. squawks coming out of the pumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like uh, Jones. <laughs> no, it's a, I done that myself. I think it was about two o'clock in the afternoon. They were, they were just bone dry. They were empty. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they did have staff, though, that kept them clean and stocked up with oh, yeah. bog roll stuff. So it was great to see that they were looking at things like that. Yeah. Any bad experiences of uh, <laughs> any port lose yourself then, Adrian? No, or uh, all good? No. The only thing we did notice now down around the Drummage Arena, they only had the one row of port this year compared to other years that have been two they rows. normally had two. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Aye. But the best ones for us that I have seen would be Inverness. Oh, they seem to right. Keep, they seem to go in right and regular there now to keep them clean. Keep them well maintained. Yeah. There you are. Believe it or not, this is an important element of a competition. You do need these things. You know what I mean? To make a successful event. So I know people are laughing at us. We're talking port lose on the podcast, <laughs> for goodness sake. All right. We, we promise we will get into the piping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Well, we need to talk no, no, no. about. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Rob. I don't mean to backtrack, but you, you were talking earlier about the grandstand. Did you also mm. notice the tiered seating missing from some arenas? Yeah, all arenas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there wasn't any of it. Even at Grade Two, where they normally would have something, um, they usually have it there, and then the other arena just beside the spire. Yeah, yeah, but th- there was none of it this year. Yeah. Don't know why. Then, that's that's an interesting decision. That the other main thing I noticed was there was no Premier Stand. There was no Beach Street. There was no, there seemed less. Yeah. There was more arty stuff in the village, but less like stuff for pipe bands, if you get me. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few like artisan pipe suppliers and stuff like that. Yeah, and I yeah. think even uh, the Flux Blowpipe, you know, Robbie was, Robbie was there. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. And Andante had a small tent down in the Trader Village. But again, I think um, uh, obviously British Drum Co. had the big, massive tent that they had, which was outstanding, by the way. It's fantastic showing for them. Uh, but no idea why why these other companies didn't decide to attend Worlds this year. That's it. no idea. Uh, I think maybe for some of them, it could have been transport costs. I see. Yeah. It could well have been. Yeah. Well, this is it. You know, we're all post-pandemic at the moment, and businesses are struggling, you know. So perhaps attending an event like the Worlds, you know, would have been outside of their capability. Who knows? Uh, but hi, I do hope to see them return because they do add an extra bit of flavor to the thing. You know, it gives you a good bit of variety to add to everything else. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, if Jock's listening right now, we need another G one tent there, mate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as I was going to move on, I was going to chat about the weather. Um, this was tropical weather by our climate. This we were 28, 29 degrees Celsius, which was in the eighties and nineties, I think, in Fahrenheit. So, pretty difficult conditions for bands. Adrian, any thoughts? Yeah, we. Uh, this was our first year going down, even on the Friday night, listen to Grade One, and to try and stand out and listen to every single band, you couldn't have done it. No, no, absolutely not. It was way too hot. And uh, even for bands playing in that weather, yeah. oh, unbelievable. Scott, I don't we know how you carry the bass drum, mate. <laughs> let's, let's just put it this way. I, I had bought a new Flam 5 trucker cap on the Saturday, mm. just before the clouds broke, 
and was I glad of it when the clouds broke? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but apart from that, oh, it was like any chance we could, we were back under the trees. Like, and I'm yeah. sure there was bands at certain parts of the the green that didn't have the same chance to do that. But yeah, anybody yeah. that played on the day circumstances, I think everybody had an even peg with it. Aye, absolutely. And I think that that was it. That was an even playing field for everyone. There wasn't any one band that was getting an advantage, you know. Um, obviously, those who played early on Saturday morning, they would have played in grey, murky conditions. And then it did obviously brighten up and give us all sunburn after that. Um, but uh, no, I think especially for watching all the grade one competition, uh, all of the bands struggled with sound. There wasn't one band that found it dead easy. And yeah, that. They kept their playing to an absolute minimum. Like I seen one band, I'm not going to name them, uh, but literally 20 minutes, blew the pipes up and that was it. They went on the line, you know, 20 minute blow up, quick run with the drummers. That's us on the line. We were something similar in the morning, the drummers, we were under the trees, but our pipers actually had a lot more chanter practice under the trees Aye. than yeah. pipes. And then closer to the time, brought the pipes out. But I was going to mention something funny there. Just you were saying about the tropical weather. Mm-hmm. You didn't catch the button at the opener, the one of the 78 Fraser Highlanders uh, medleys was called Barbados. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. They, they were prepared for it. <laughs> I, there you go. They were hoping for the good weather. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, I have to say, um, as much as it might have affected bands and their performances and stuff, uh, it was a good day to be involved in the beer tent because they'd done a heck of a trade. So they did. They made an absolute kiln. <laughs> so um, that brings me on to crowds then. I think crowd levels, uh, possibly that's one of the best attended worlds I've seen in a while, especially on the Saturday. Any thoughts on that, Adrian? The, the place was packed. Funny, I thought now there's been a bigger crowd this time around. Noticed even around the drum major arena, a lot more down there watching. And, yeah. You know, I think just everybody was glad to get out and this was going again yeah that's it too and uh scott even from a band's point of view i'm sure you noticed it even around your own arena too that, that the crowds were like four or five people deep so they were our, our, our own arena was good too but i was the same after we played our grade was getting pulled over for the drum majors mm. that was one of the first things we noticed because as adrian says it's not usually as good as that like but yeah. it was good to see people given the opposite side of the pipe band competition side Mm. a chance you know and seeing there's more than just piping and drumming but the bit, the bit I loved too was on Saturday when most bands were finished even when bands were having finales they went to families just sitting having picnics everywhere you went you yeah. know just showed the whole family side to it too and that it's, there's more again than piping and drumming to it there's Absolutely. something for everybody yeah, there was a lot of young kiddos there with mums and dads, granny and granddads, all that sort of stuff. It seemed a big family affair. And that's kind of one of the things that I think that this World Championships kind of missed out on. Normally, we've seen before, like, you know, the big wheel or there's face painting on a wee kitty area where they can go and wreck and play for a bit. There was none of that this time around. It was all very focused, I suppose, on bringing piping back. I suppose that yeah. that's the right thing, you know. But they did miss that little bit of a family flavor, I think, Adrian. Yeah, yeah, but then Dumbarton, they always have they have some sort of affair there or fun yeah. affair at the same time, and a lot of kids and all up about it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's something to think about in the future. That's it. If they yeah. want to make it a real family day, have something like that for them. 
absolutely. Uh, but as, Scott, as you were saying, it was well attended by families anyway. The place yeah. was bunged with with you know young oh, kids and that. Yeah, it was great to see, like you know, because some of them families you say might have no connection to the bands have come for the day, and there might be even a new Highland dancer or a piper or a drummer or a drum major. Or, yeah. Like the child will go home and be like, I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I 100%. The amount of plastic drums and toy bagpipes that were sold, I'm sure there'll be any amount of them. Yeah. So, well, there's another bit of a, a question that's a difficult one to answer, but I, I know my answer to this, so I'll go through my own answer first of all. I think standards across every grade, not just grade one, well, we'll talk about grade one, obviously, but I think standards in all grades has risen since 2019. You know, looking back at recordings of 2019 to where they are now, yeah. I think they've risen. Do you know, I, Scott, what's your opinion, mate, on, on standards on the grades? Ours, if, I, if I'm being honest, when obviously every year you look at your grade and you look around your grade and see, right, who's the bands to watch? Mm. And I, I still maintain the likes of Johnstone had a bad run in Lurgan with the rain because in Dumbarton... Yeah. They were nearly off my radar, not to be rude to them, but and then they come out nowhere, and then they obviously lifted the big one. Mm-hmm. But even the likes of like Matt Boyd had a good start to the season and just picked like I watched them last Saturday, and I mean, I actually think they deserved higher too. Like their yeah. run was like for for the heat that time of the day, mm-hmm. like the pull that runoff was amazing. Like sounded fantastic. So yeah, absolutely, standards have definitely risen in three A for sure, and other grades too. Yeah. yeah. Adrian, even talking from a drum major in perspective, have standards risen there too, do you think? Definitely. Definitely have. Now, mm. watching on Saturday, it's very hard just to pick one out. Everyone is yeah. on the top of their game. There you and go. Out there, they're, they're the best of the best that's out there in yeah. any of them grades. And it's unbelievable what someone's capable of doing. But it's really mm-hmm. good. And it's really interesting to watch from the sidelines. That's it. I, as a spectator, yeah, so unpredictable <laughs> by watching because everybody's so close. I no, that's, that's good to hear. And uh, yeah, if anything, everyone sort of brought their A game at the yeah. weekend, which made it all the more enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, before we get into all of the results and everything, and we'll go through all of our predictions, some good, some bad. <clears throat> we will. Get, <laughs> we have to talk about one of the biggest news stories that dropped. During Pipe and Live Week, uh, there was a massive announcement from Boghall and Bathgate. Sorry, to give them a full title. People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, Caledonia. Yeah, apologies. Uh, yeah, we had the announcement of the retirement of Gordon Brown, their lead tipper of like over 30 plus years. I think he's been in charge there at Boggies. And uh, yeah, he announced his retirement. So that was a shock. I think a lot of people were like really surprised by this. Uh, myself included. I'm a huge Gordon Brown fan, have been for years. So it was a bit sad to see Gordon go. However, we are then asking the question, who's replacing him? And then within the same announcement, we have young Kerr McClellan, who's going to be filling that role. So me being me, I was there at Pipe and Live. So it was all I could do to grab a hold of young Kerr McClellan and find out exactly what he thought about the announcement. Now, before we play this interview, to tell you exactly how this went down, this was about half an hour after the announcement went live. So I was able to grab him. Right, Care, come on. You're chatting with me in the show, buddy. Let's find out what's going on. And uh, yeah, so here it is. Here's an interview with Care McQuillan, the new lead tipper of People's Ford Bog Hall and Bathgate. 
So after the big announcement that we just, uh, well, just heard today as I'm recording this, but as you hear this, it'll be a couple of weeks from now, but People's Ford Bogholm Bathgate announced the retirement of Gordon Brown, and I'm standing with the brand new lead tipper. <laughs> what does that feel like, mate, being announced as yeah. the new leader? Uh, it's amazing. It's an absolute honour to be able to take over from the Brown legacy, which has just been phenomenal for oh. the past 50 years of the band. Um, no, I'm absolutely excited and over the moon. Has your phone stopped today since the announcement? Like, this is like, what, half an hour yeah. since the announcement went out? Yeah. No, I've, I've had to switch it off because <laughs> it, it's, it's going absolutely mental. I'm and, sure. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I know there's going to be folk out there thinking, you're quite a young fella. You're taking over quite a big role. Is it daunting? No, I'm ready. Uh, I'm more than ready. This is all I've ever wanted since a young age. I've always wanted to be the leading drummer of Bulk Hall. Um, it's all I've ever thought about. Any decision I've made is with that in mind. So I'm ready, ready to go. That's it. And obviously the drum corps have been dead excited, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what's the feeling in the band then, you know? Well, yeah. everyone's on board. Everyone's really excited for it. Uh, there's loads of experienced guys in the corps which can help with maybe the attributes that I've not got, which is, which is great. Uh, Gordon's still going to be there in the background to help out when needed. But absolutely, everyone's on board, really excited for the future, yeah. So you have a big support network there. That's yeah. one thing I'll say about People's Ford Vauxhall, is that you guys have such a huge system there, all of your novice juvenile bands, all of that that comes through. So, you know, at one point it's great, yeah. so many folks supporting you, but there's also a lot of folks looking to you for direction. And, well, absolutely, yeah. and, and I'll enjoy that responsibility. It's something that I've always wanted to be a leader and, you know, lead people. It's something I'm really big on. But having that, that novice system there that you just touched on, Rab, yeah. is I'm so passionate about that. That's the system that I came through. It is, so yeah. I'm going to put a lot of emphasis on that and making sure that those kids and those bands have the opportunity that I've had. And I think that's one way to, to repay the Browns for giving me that special gift. Yeah, that, that's one thing the band is really famous for, is bringing through that talent. And your testament yeah. to that, you know. So I need to ask you about music then. I'm, I'm sure you haven't even started writing scores or anything like that yet. Uh, but obviously we've seen you involved in solos and stuff, yeah. and you've been really successful with that regard. So you're going to be bringing some of that flavour then into the yeah. Vogue Hall Court? Well, well, naturally I'll, I'll have that sort of Gordon Brown, Tom Brown style within yeah. me. Um, but I suppose slowly over time I will start to put more stamp on my own style and I think that'll come with time but mm. yeah I've, I've I've written a lot of scores and you've seen a lot of my videos Rab and they're outstanding man. Yeah, we love them <laughs> score writing is something that I that I really enjoy being yeah. at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland as well that it, that really helps me there's a lot of theory classes where you can learn different ways of mm. how to write scores composition classes as well Yeah. so no I think in time my own style will start to shine through but I will still have a lot of that brown side within that me. influence still and I there. think that's important yeah. I think that's important I think that's one of the reasons why why Gordon was, was keen to appoint me as well is because I came through the system nothing's going to be dramatically changed it's going to be yeah. the same but hopefully just push on from here Absolutely. Well, I have to say, I'm a huge Boghall fan anyway. Massive Gordon fan. But I can't wait to see what you're going to bring to the back line here. I'm so excited, man. No, it's, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely Absolutely. So what does the near future hold for you? Obviously, we're recording this. This is now the Thursday before the Worlds. Yeah. Get the World Championships out of the road. Hopefully left a title or two. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but then after Worlds then, is this back to the grind then? That's when the work starts? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've already started, started planning a lot of things for next season. Right. Yeah. Um, 
there's going to be a lot of attention to detail and, and little 1% things. But uh, as yeah. you said, focus is on the weekend, giving Gordon the farewell that he deserves and hopefully picking up the title. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, here. I hope to hear that name read out in the top two spot for sure, man. Right. I have to ask you then. I know a lot of folks listening to the Rab Show right now absolutely loved your performances at our beer tent event with those yeah. incredible videos. Have you got any more in the pipeline? Absolutely, yeah. There's We're looking to film a couple of videos in the near future. Right. Um, hopefully over the next couple of months. Yeah, but it's something, the videos I love doing, it's something a little bit different. You don't see it a lot in the pipe band world, that bit of creativity and absolutely. taking things to the yeah. next level. So yeah, absolutely, there's lot, lots to come. Oh, fantastic. Well, care, keep in contact with us. We'd love to see those videos when they drop, man. Absolutely. And the very best of luck in your new role, man. Thank we you. wish you well. Appreciate Thank it, you. Rob. Cheers. There you are. Kerr McQuillan there, a very extremely talented young man, and I dare say he'll do well in that role. However, I do have my concerns. You know, he is a young fella, you know, and uh, but uh, at, at that, you know, he does have a huge support network there, so I dare say he will do an outstanding job. So, uh, Scott, you know a little bit about Kerr, don't you? You know, how he sort of came through those ranks, didn't you? Yeah, well, I just mind seeing stuff before that, like he's obviously come through the development bands mm. uh, of Bog Hall and he's worked his way up and like he's he's obviously been taught mo- most of his time with yeah. Gordon and his dad, Tom, like, so like mm-hmm. Bog Hall's in his blood. That's <laughs> it, blood, absolutely. Boggy blood, uh, indeed. So, and, and <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Although it's sad to see Gordon step down, he obviously mm. feels confident enough to give Kerr the chance. And Kerr, obviously, it'll bring a fresh, something fresh to the band. You know, you, you might see the style change or you just don't know mm. what to expect. I am looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to that back line. But as we mentioned there, I think definitely he will have that, you know, the Brown dynasty influence, I suppose, on his plane. So that's not a bad thing by any means, you know, because Gordon and Tom before has been incredibly successful there. So I do wish them well. Indeed. I don't know if it's going to be a mix of, as you say, the Brown Dynasty stuff and some of Care's contemporary stuff he's done on his own videos or for the kids' cancer nights or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we have no idea, but we dare say the future is bright there at People's Forge. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, as soon as we hear any kind of peeps of what they're up to uh we'll definitely share it out here in the rab show and let you folks know so good luck to care in your new role and uh gordon don't be a stranger no doubt we'll see you on the grass at some point and we'll annoy you with a microphone as always indeed all righty well from this point in the show uh well you guessed it uh we're about to get into whether our predictions were correct <clears throat> or whether they were wrong uh, <laughs> i think it's time for us all to go and get ourselves a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA.
The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing, and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. So we're at that point in the show where we're about to delve through all the details of the results and get very nerdy when it comes to the world championships. And uh, yeah, if that's not your cup of tea and you don't like hashtag lists, then perhaps that's it for another Rab Show podcast. And we'll see you next week. But for the rest of you and you want to know our opinions on everything that happened at Worlds last week then uh, stay tuned because we're about to get lost in the woods here. So what I would recommend, actually, when you're listening to this podcast, if you can get up the full summary sheets on either your phone or wherever you're listening to us right now, and then you can go and have a look at these placings and stuff for yourself because some of them do make for some very interesting reading. If you haven't read them already, then please do. It does make for an interesting conversation, doesn't it, lads? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, as I say, before we do get into all of this, uh, all of our opinions are just that. They are just our opinions. We are not adjudicators by any means. We were not in the circle with the clipboard. We have no idea what these adjudicators heard or even what their opinions were on the day of that performance. So by way of a huge disclaimer, we are not experts in this. I keep saying that. We are definitely not experts. We're just fans. All right. So this is from the fans perspective. I hope that makes sense. All right. So let's get lost in the woods then, lads. We're going to start with our drum majors, of course. So Adrian, you'll hopefully be able to keep us right here. Uh, We're going to start with our juniors, of course, our world champion then, Georgia Turkington. Did anyone have Georgia as a prediction then for juniors? Yep, me too. <laughs> Adrian, uh, I think we d- didn't have a prediction for juniors. Am I no, right? but no? the top three are who I, who I had in my top three. Yes. yes. I wasn't sure of what order. No, that's it. So I had Georgia Turkington from Matt Boy coming out on top. And I'm so chuffed to see her lifting that top spot there. Uh, so then Mia Buckley from Joseph Ford came second. I can't remember if any of us mentioned Mia as a dark horse. Did you have that possibly, Scott, yourself? Uh, I had... Maya Buckley as a dark horse and then mm-hmm. Charles Wayne as a dark horse to possibly lift it too. Yes. So it's the same as Adrian, like 
Yeah. I had Georgia to win it, but the three mm-hmm. I had ended up being the top three. There you are. And yeah, and Cars Graham as well finished up in third overall. Yeah. So yeah, and if anything, in that junior grade, there are a couple of names in here that have only recently started competing, I think, as far as I understand. Only like a, a few weeks before the Worlds, I think. Yeah. Um, a couple of names stand out to me. Is that uh, Maya Lily Frazier uh, from William Kerr Memorial? And is it uh, Lydia Todd as well from McNeilstown? Yeah. So both brand new to the junior grade, and it's fantastic to see more people coming in there, Adrian. Yeah, we're back at back home here now. Maya Lily is in the novice grade. It's mm. an novice grade here. She's yeah. All season, and I think she was out for part of 2019 as well. I see. Lydia Todd now, I think she's only done maybe two or three contests at home here this season. So right. there you go. Yeah. Good to well, see her there. Absolutely, yeah, and, and it's great to see whenever you know there's new names coming into that junior grade. Absolutely, yeah. it it shows that there's still more talent coming through. You know, so yeah, fantastic Definitely. stuff. So what I know about drum majoring is very little. So you're going to have to keep me right. But we're moving on to our juveniles then, and uh, this was a name that was famously pronounced incorrectly. I think whenever <laughs> the results was read out. Uh, yes. <laughs> Am I wrong in saying that, Scott? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Adrian will back me up. We called him Louise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a few. There was a Lucy come up on dress <laughs> that morning. Oh, no. First yeah. of all, it was Lucy Smith, Lucy Smeaton, and then there was a Lucy Anderson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we just had to try and correct them on how to pronounce the names then so yeah yeah well to be fair i think colin colin is new to the role and uh this is only his second or third competition now reading results so it'll take a bit of practice i guess yeah Yeah. Uh, but looking at this um you know again i think my predictions in here uh yeah, I, what I know about drum majoring again, but who I had coming out on top, uh, Kathy Hunter, she actually finished up third overall then from Manor Cunningham. Yeah. Um, Scott, what about yourself, mate? Did your prediction come out on top? No, I had Kathy as well, but I had mm. Louis as a dark horse along with Abigail and Louise. Yes, there you are. And Abigail actually finished out second. That was about so not a bad weekend uh, from Abigail. Yeah. So that's it. We had Lewis Anderson. Abigail, Kathy Hunter, and Louise obviously picking up a fourth spot. So, Adrian, you're Louise's dad. I, I, I dare say Louise was more than happy with that oh, result. Really pleased with it. This is her first year that she's ever lifted a prize at the Worlds and her eight or nine years competing. Wow. That was the one contest that she hadn't got anything at. So, mm. really, really pleased for her, really proud of her best run this season. She kept it till the end. Ah, oh, fantastic. But really pleased now to hear her name called out and she was so excited and over the moon. Yeah, I think that the big smile on her face whenever she went up to lift that trophy yeah. was testament to that for sure. <laughs> I think even with her being called out fourth, if anybody hadn't heard what the result was, I thought she'd probably won it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic stuff. Well, it even we we've said it before, you know, even if you lift silverware at all in any grade, doesn't matter. Uh it's still as good as a win. You know, lifting silverware at all is a huge achievement. So absolutely. So well done, by the way, to Lewis Anderson there and uh to all the folks at New Ross and District as well who were singing his praises as well for lifting that title. So full congratulations there for sure. He's had a brilliant season. He has absolutely been very consistent too, yeah. you know, winning prizes everywhere. So yeah, again, a very interesting grade. I dare say we'll be following, you know, next season, no doubt. Yeah. This one continues to develop. So, all right, yeah, moving yeah. on. Sorry, go ahead, Adrian, 
Adrian come back me up there from what I seen on Facebook too. New Ross made a joke saying, uh, mm-hmm. "We don't we don't mind loaning Louis till Major Sinclair for walking him off because yes. obviously, oh yeah, New Ross at Lorient and had to leave." <laughs> And they were like, well, excuse him because he's won the Worlds. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Let him away with that. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. So we will move on then to our adult final. And of course, by now, everyone's bound to have heard that Cara Gilmer came out on top. In top spot, then lifting the world title. So well done to Cara. And what a super weekend's work, actually, from Cara. Uh, We've posted some of the videos from the adults. Uh, both the heats and the finals, and uh, Cara to me, I again, what I know about drum majoring, um, I think Cara done a smashing job. Uh, Adrian, what, what did you think about the adult results overall? Incredibly tough competition. It was, as we said, anyone that got into the final eight, any one of them were more than capable of lifting that. Mm. Cara was very, very good on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, as all of them, but it was just a couple of things Cara had done that stood out to, for us. I see. That's where yes. I just go, whoa. That was something special. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't know what, I can't just pick what it was, but it's just something mm-hmm. that caught that, yes, definitely, I watching. Another very good season for her for her first year up in that grade. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, of course, we have to be completely biased, uh, but <laughs> Rab Show team member James Kennedy coming in second yeah. place there in M&D preference. So well done, James. Not a bad weekend's work. And if anything, I'm going to argue here. Now, I'm going to hang myself out to dry here, but I think it's possibly harder for James uh, because he's not only competing as a drum major, but also competing as a snare drummer for Klaus Kelt. So, yeah, I don't know. Am I right and wrong in saying that, Adrian? Difficult to split your focus. I would think so because it's a grade one band. Mm, yeah. You know, and he has to focus there and put us all in. Same with whenever he's out competing as a drum major. That's it. If he yeah. wants to win, he has to put the work in there too. So mm-hmm. he had a very good, two very good runs on Saturday as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So no, incredibly hardworking man, and he also helps us in Rab Show team as well. So he's yeah. a glutton for punishment, you know. <laughs> so well done, James. Uh, also, we had Gib Fraser then from Royal Borough of Annan. Now I think I had Gib Fraser down as a possible dark horse uh, for Gib. Um, again, another one of those seasons for Gib that's been quite you know successful on occasion. Yeah. So and then let me see. Look at my had Emma Barr as well from the Mighty FM. And can I just say that Emma looked fantastic marching Field Marshal off as they, you know, when they lifted the Jubilee trophy and banner, all of that. Yeah, that Emma just looked smashing at the front of the band there. So and uh, coming in fourth there, not bad result for Emma. Well done. And to Lauren Hanna as well, uh, fifth in M and D preference again. Another stellar weekend's work, and with Liam Renton as well from Inverary coming in sixth spot there. Uh, can I mention as well, Liam Renton at the Inverary concert put on one heck of a display. Um, Adrian, you were at the concert. What did you think of Liam Renton on stage? Brilliant from him. And as far as I could see, he was. It said he was nervous and seemed to be nervous on stage compared to out in the arena. Uh, just very confident on the grass. Yeah, yeah brilliant mm-hmm. from him. So it was. I'll admit, whenever I was watching Liam on stage, I was nervous for him. Because yeah. I, I said this to him on the Saturday, actually, I was chatting to him. I said, every time you chuck that mace up, you were looking into stage lights. So yeah. you had no idea if your mace was coming back down again. <laughs> and then brought two or three row of seats. Yeah. That was close enough. 
<laughs> I'd say, like, imagine if he had dropped it. Oh, headline news. Front row person taken out with flying mace. Yeah. Oh, that would have been awful. But uh, yeah, well done to Liam there. Absolutely. Uh, and then also a shout out to Jason Pacquiao, of course, as well from SFU uh, in there in seventh and M&D preference as well. Again, putting on another strong show there. So well done to Jason. And of course, we have to give another shout to Andrea McKeown Gibson as well from the mighty McNeilstown, uh, making in that eighth position there. And as you say, Adrian, the reason we're shouting each one of these out is because if you hit that final at all, that's yeah. as good as a win right there. Well, in fact, Andrea is Battle Hell. I don't know how they've got it. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. You know, Thanks was... Catherine and even Charlotte Roderick. I think they're all down from McNeilstown. Right. Ah, so that's a, a, I, yeah, so you preempted my question. I was going to ask there what's going on. Was there a transfer I wasn't aware of? No, but... I just had noticed that on the yeah. results before. Hmm. Ah, well, there you go. But anyway, making it into the final, well done to all of you, I think yeah. I have to say. But uh, yes, full congratulations to our champion, Cara Gilmer. Well deserved, absolutely. All right then, chaps. Away from the drum major, in which I know little about, let's get into the bands. So into Novice Juvenile, or into Novice B then. Uh, so Scott, how did your predictions fare out here, mate? I got the winner. I just didn't get the drum core. Ah, see. Who did you have for drumming? I had Ivor High School of Dundee or Burnt Island and District. Uh, but I had North Lanarkshire as a band for a dark horse, but not for the drumming. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, well, yeah, I had High School of Dundee winning it. And yes, they picked up top spot. So very happy about that. Uh, but I also had uh, High School of Dundee lifting the drumming too. So I got that wrong as well. Adrian, what about yourself? Your predictions come through there, did they? No, I had St. Columbus School. For yes. the win, but I had High School of Dundee as a dark horse, and I had them for the drumming as well. There you are. So, well, yeah, North Lanarkshire schools lifting the drumming prize there. Honestly, I think they played for it. Um, I've seen the video of the performance, actually, a real cracking run. Uh, but also, I have to give a mention to St. Columbus School. Again, they had another real stellar performance. Yeah. So did you guys listen to any of the Novice B grade at all? Uh, I haven't seen anything yet. So I had honestly. No. Ah, I see. Well, down for dress for quarter past nine, so it was time to get. Uh, you didn't see much of it then. Threats. We didn't see much until really her run was done. Ah, I see. I. That's the thing about the novice grades is that they're on so early as well. It makes it difficult to see. Um, but yeah, I would urge you go and have a watch at the High School of Dundee performance from Novice B if you can. Uh, two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble is quite a convincing win uh, with the only chink in the armour being North Lanarkshire schools pinching the drumming off them. <laughs> uh, but no, quite a really entertaining grade and well done to everyone who finished in those top six places and uh, particular mention actually to Open High School. I really enjoyed their performance as well. Uh, quite a good sharp uh, piping run from them. So yeah, that's my own particular picks, actually, for all I've managed to hear from Novice B. Uh, any other comments on Novice B grades uh, yourself, Scott? No, no. It, it, as, as always, like, I haven't seen many videos yet, but it's just good to see, like, when, I, when I'll eventually see the videos, but from previous videos about, it's just mm. good to see youngsters enjoying themselves and just the quality of standard from them, you know. Absolutely, like, yeah. If I had half the quality of them, I don't know where it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> that's it indeed. Uh, well, th- there's another band that I, I have to pay attention to, and that's the Isle of Arran Music School. I believe they're a brand new band in that grade. And uh, 
have been just having the best possible time, you know, playing tunes in there and competing. It's been, yeah, it's been fantastic watching them develop. And I dare say we'll hear more from them in future. So, yeah, just wanted to give them a shout out. Indeed. Funny, just whenever I'm looking there with so many schools, I think that could be something maybe we're missing out on here. In Northern Ireland, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. you see how many schools there are out competing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It, it is something, something here. I think would really help too. Yeah, it's something that we kind of lack. It's where Scotland yeah. are definitely ahead of us in uh, with regard to education of piping and drumming in schools. I have to agree. Yeah, but hey, you never know what the future holds. That's it. All right, so skipping ahead then onto novice A, smaller grade by comparison, but again, I think uh, all of our predictions come through. I'm going to start with yourself, Adrian. Here, where did your predictions fare out? Well, I had Dollar Academy for lifting it, mm-hmm. but also them for the drama. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, yeah. yeah. Well, I had something similar. I had Dollar lifting it overall, but I had the drumming going to George Watson's. So I was I was wrong there. It actually went to George Harriet's schools. It yeah. sounded really good, by the way. Yeah. Um, Scott, what about yourself? How did your uh, predictions come out for an obviously? Same as yourself. I had Dollar to lift it, but at George Watson's college for the drum corps. I see. Yeah, so we were both bit there. There you are. But yeah, shout out to George Harriet. By the way, I made a point to go and listen to their drum corps, and uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah, very, very entertaining uh, stuff. A lot of great music being played there by the drum corps. So yeah, and that grade's just ridiculously competitive. So well done to everyone involved there. If you lifted silver at all, and a special shout out to Dollar, of course, our world champions. All right, on to grade juvenile, or should I say grade 1.5 as I've been calling them. Uh, yeah, uh, Dollar Academy, of course, came out on top. I think we all predicted Dollar lifting it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But the one thing that I did get wrong is I also had Dollar lifting the drumming. Uh, but did anyone predict that St. Thomas would lift it? I, I don't I don't want to gloat. I wonder if it'll show up where I'm at. Did you? Even I had drum corps, either Dollar Academy or St. Thomas Episcopal School. Hey, there you go. Nah, <laughs> no one likes his smarty pants. <laughs> of different color ink. Uh, <laughs> no, all black and blue. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So yeah, with Dollar having two firsts in piping, first an ensemble again. The only chink in the armor was St. Thomas nipping in there and lifting that drumming prize from them. So Dollar finishing second in drumming then. Uh, but then mathematically, George Watson's came second overall, and then with St. Thomas in third position. And then Preston Lodge and forth. That grade is ultra competitive, one of which I've always loved watching. And I dare say it'll, it'll continue down that line, just being stupidly competitive. And well done to St. Thomas, by the way, jumping in there and lifting that drumming title. Yeah, great result. So any final thoughts, lads, on the juvenile ones before we get into grade 4B? Uh, starting with yourself, Adrian, any thoughts on there? No, I... Mm-hmm. As you say, just with a, a dollar for the drumming as well. So, Aye, just a, a big surprise then, I suppose, for us. Then yeah. we weren't expecting St. Thomas to jump in. There you go. Apart from Scott, of course, he got it completely right. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to grade 4B then. Uh, well, I got this one dreadfully wrong. Um, so, yeah, I had Kilbarkin uh, lifting the top spot overall. Uh, but they ended up third. Uh, so did anyone predict Surla and District? Scott, did you have them first? I had Surla as a dark horse. I ah. I had the same as yourself to lift it, Kilbarkin, but I yeah. had Surla as a dark horse. There you are. Adrian, who did you have coming out on top in 4B? 
I had Kilbarkin as well, but at Sarland District as Dark Horse. There you are. Yeah. Well, looking at the placings of this, uh, it looks like it was almost in the bag for first Trin Boys Brigade, doesn't it? Two firsts yeah. in piping, first in drumming, but then an eighth in ensemble, which really seemed to knock them down the pecking order, uh, down into second spot behind Surla. So that one was a little bit surprising, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah, I think if you had two firsts in piping and a first in drumming, that the ensemble would be there. Yeah, that's it. That's what I would have thought too. It's it's an unusual one. Uh, but again, we're not casting, you know, doubt on what the adjudicator heard. Please don't take it like that. We're just yeah, we're scratching our heads here, going, how did that happen? It's a strange one. Um, but yeah, even like looking at bands such as Trin Black Blackrock, who've had a third and second in piping. But, uh, you know, 12th yeah. in ensemble, 9th in drumming. We're down in 7th, knocking them out of the top six. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Uh, but one band that I was pleasantly surprised to see in that, you know, pri- top six spot was, of course, Brisbane Boys College. It was brilliant to see them in there. Uh, so, Scott, did you hear anybody then from 4B at all? Unfortunately, apart from our own grade, the only other grade I really seen was grade two. So ah, was, see, right. So at the minute, looking through YouTube to see different videos of performances and stuff, unless a band's yeah. put up a, their own run, you know, on Facebook. There you go. So yeah, well, that's it. Too. We're reliant on social media, I suppose. And with you competing and stuff, it is difficult to see other grades. So yeah. I'll ask you more about grade two later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at grade four B, obviously this was the only grade on the day that had a qualifying. There's one band that I have to mention that drew a huge crowd. Like these guys were rock stars on the day. And that was the Sons of Holy Land pipe band. Now they played really early in the morning. It was like 10 to nine in the morning. First band on the grade, and the crowd around that arena was massive. Now, we do have recordings of them and stuff. I think we've actually shared a video out there on our YouTube channel and stuff of the run. And uh, yeah, fair play to them. You know, that I think first time ever in that circle, and they looked very comfortable. Um, Adrian, what were your thoughts? Did you manage to hear the run from Sons of Holy Land? No, I didn't get a chance to get less until it um, on the day or on social media I haven't just got a chance to see anything yet from them but I've heard a couple of ones have been down now and they said they were going well yeah that's it uh, if anything I have to give them full props because they failed to qualify by I think it's just by one point I think that was one thing that kept them out of it so hey the future's bright you know it's great yeah. to see a band traveling from so far away and uh yeah I can't wait to see them back in the circle again I do hope to see them back and uh yeah challenging for that final you know, indeed. So I think all in all, grade four B, some interesting placings. I think the one that definitely stands out to me is first Trin boys brigades. Is there any other placings in there, lads, that stand out to you? The, the one thing I was actually shocked at is I love, it's not even to do with the bands. Mm-hmm. I love the new RSPBA website for getting around, but it must be one of the first years where they haven't put up the results from the heats. Yes. I noticed that a lot of people have been querying this with me saying, Rob, where's the 4B heats? I have no idea. And yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have seen them myself, you know, just what were, that's it. Yeah. You just don't know. Uh, So those bands that didn't qualify, we've no idea where they placed in the heats, you know? So that's a difficult one. Did they finish in the top six in their heat or were they well out of it or just missed out narrowly by a point? As I just mentioned, it's hard to know. 
so I, yeah, I don't know if RSPBA will publish those, but hopefully they will. They've published them before in previous competitions. Maybe they just haven't got around to it yet. But there's a result there for Irvine Memorial finishing eighth. Yeah, yeah, that's a remarkable uh, result for them. That's it, absolutely. But again, it's, I get, it does call it into question. I'm going to throw a fly in the ointment here. Eleventh and twelfth in piping, so down the pack in order, but a third in ensemble. Yeah. I I don't I'm not in the circle of the clipboard, so that's what I'm gonna keep saying. Uh, and that's I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's an unusual bunch of placings there, I guess. But makes for interesting reading. But this is not the most interesting grade for that. The, <laughs> the rest of it will come. What do you see? All right, moving on to grade four A then, of course. I think we all did predict them. Uh, the mighty kill dog. Go on the dogs. Yeah. yeah. Woo. I had to give them a shout. Yeah, a fantastic result for them. And I think this does result in them having an unbeaten season. Am I right in saying that, Scott? Um, I think it was an unbeaten season. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Hey, that's worth a celebration right there. So well done, Kildog. Um, So I don't know. I can see the angry emails if I'm wrong. That's stuff that Rab got wrong. There you go. Uh, But yeah, also shout out to Grancha, by the way, lifting the drumming title as well in 4A. Great result for the guys at Grancha, and I think they're more than chuffed with that as well. So fantastic! And then also, I have to mention Brisbane Boys College again in the prizes at this time up in third and four A, smashing result for them. Really good. Uh, so uh, yeah, is there any other like sort of placings in here in four A that we should be paying attention to, Adrian? Have you had a chance to look through the summaries yet for four A? I was looking earlier. You're saying just about some of the random. Uh, placings and things like that. Mm. Uh, one thing I noticed was the difference in the two piping places for William Kerr. William Kerr, where were they yeah. at now? They oh, yeah, William Kerr finished 17th overall. Yeah, they've got a 21st in piping, which is like three from bottom, and a 21st and a ninth. Yeah. That's a huge difference. So it is. For me, it was um, just something that stood out saying that, you know. That yeah. So it's a big difference. 21st and a ninth, an eighth in drum and a 21st in ensemble. So that ninth in piping, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were listening to two different halves of the band and one side was having errors and the other wasn't. I, I don't know. I don't know now. <sighs> it was just something that stood out, you know, whenever you're taking yeah. it. No, absolutely. That is a big gap there in placings. That's obviously where, you know, the two judges have had a disagreement there, I think. Um, But there are, you know, there are some, you know, good results in here that we, you know, like the likes of Durham Regional Police. They were a band, I think, Scott, you had mentioned uh, definitely worth a listen to. At Durham was a dark horse. Yeah. Well, you weren't wrong. Placing fifth there, so a great result for them. And uh, yeah, definitely a band to possibly watch in future, for sure. Again, there you have Clough in with a four and five in piping. That's right, yeah. Well, However, they're, they're... Very... Sorry, Sorry. Rob, Clough no. this year very strong in piping from what yeah. I've seen like the last few contests. Absolutely, yeah. Unfortunately, I think their drumming seemed to hurt them, though they're, I think they got a 20th in drumming, so that sort of knocked them down the pecking order a bit there, so that's unfortunate, but yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, again, reading through these summary sheets does make for some very interesting reading uh, where you are seeing disagreements between judges. 
And uh, that's not to say that one judge is right and one judge is wrong. We're just saying here that the judges may well have judged it differently. You know, that's all we're saying here. Uh, so, yeah, please don't take it that we're, you know, slagging off judges here. We're just saying that perhaps they heard something, you know, different from each other. That's all we're saying here. Anyway, makes for some interesting reading and gives us plenty to talk about in our wrap up podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so, yeah, full congratulations to Brisbane Boys College, who were involved in the Edinburgh Tattoo as well. And I think they had a smashing time at that as well. They've been having the best time over in Scotland when they're here. So, yeah, picking up silverware at the Worlds and then, yeah, treading the boards at the Esplanade there in Edinburgh. Not, not bad. Not bad. All right. Moving on. Grade 3B then. And, uh, yeah, I was so chuffed whenever I seen this result being read out uh, because, of course, uh, their pipe major was part of Rab Show Live. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards, Pipes and Drums, picking up the top spot of the Worlds in 3B. And a fantastic performance by them. Uh, so, yeah, Adrian, any thoughts on 3B and how it all shook down? Well, funny, I had Royal Scots Dragoon Guards for Lefton. Yes, yeah. Myself included, yeah. yeah. I think even with looking at previous competitions, their piping results have always been very strong. Yeah. Um, so again, just consistency here with two firsts and piping. Yeah, it's good to see like some Major Sinclair and Aharon all up there too. Colly Absolutely. Bar, yeah. No, it was great. That's it. Up in that silverware spot. Uh, so Scott, who did you have then for predictions uh, for three B? If I remember right, all four of us, including Deej, had Royal Scott, so I had them as well. Yeah, I had the dark horses were Cullabacky and Edward or Pitlockery. But as I say, it was good to see Cullabacky in there. But as Adrian said too, like the run Major Sinclair knocker on that, like it's good to see, not to be biased, but it's good to see the home bands doing well. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Yep. I, see, see, I can see the Northern Irish flag coming out now and you're waving it about the place. There you go. But yes, it is. It's good to see these bands doing well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have to say then, one of the bands that I had uh, picked out for possibly lifting the drumming in 3B, unfortunately, uh, only ended up second in drumming. I just say only ended up in second, uh, but still, yeah, Macanta. Yeah. I had Macanta picked as possibly lifting that drumming title, but ended up second in drumming. Uh, but fortunately, well down the pecking order, they finished up 14th overall. Yeah. So, yeah, disappointing for a Macanta pipe band there. But, uh, yeah, I did have a dark horse as being the major sinkler. I did think they would be up there or around there at least. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see them up there in the third spot. So, there you are. So, I have to say, well, I have to give a mention that you mentioned Akharan there. Uh, they actually picked up a first place in Ensemble. So, they yeah. must have had a great run, you know. So, I'm going to have to go back and see if I can find video performances of these, actually, you know. And as you said, Scott, you could probably find these on their own social media. That'd be right. Hopefully. Well, well, one of the papers in our band, uh, his girlfriend's sister pipes in knock around from what she was telling us, they were like really pleased with the run they had. You know, they, yeah. they, they possibly felt, in my own view, from what I picked on, one of their better runs of the season. There you go. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I had them for the drumming, but it didn't work out for them because <laughs> they had a real smashing start to the season. We're crazy. Yeah. They had absolutely. I agree. Yeah. 
So, no, well, there you go. I know so we're cheering on the bands that we've predicted, you see, because we want to be all snarky with each other. And we could, yeah, I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that's that's the reason we're, we're picking favourites here. There you are. But yeah, full congrats to the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards who definitely played for it. I think it's a smashing performance. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do go back. I think there is videos, plenty of videos of it, actually. So definitely worth watching. So shout out to these guys. And uh, also shout out to uh, Pipe Major Ben Dunk. And I think he's, he's now retired, actually, from that role of Pipe Major uh, with the Dragoon Guards so yeah wishing him well on his whatever he chooses to go on to do yeah there you are alright then into 3A and Scott I think you might know who won the drumming in 3A mate having a clue <laughs> <laughs> go on the lagging yeah oh. Oh. That's, that's the reason I still have no voice this is I only come home on Monday night there but I have had no voice from Saturday from the game. <laughs> Tell so us, mate, what was it like hearing the band's name read out for the drumming? Per- personally, we thought we had a really good run. But mm. if you ask any of us, we'll be honest. We thought we had a real decent run, but we thought we didn't have enough. So yeah. when it was called out, we actually were shocked. And then it just turned into just tears and hugs and people yeah. throwing people around and people's <laughs> friends from different bands coming and celebrating with us and all but it was just it was great because in all honesty we we didn't Davey come back and asked to take the lead drum and roll on must have been February or March up mm-hmm. until that we didn't think we were going to get the band out this year oh wow so really wow go from that mm. all lifting the worlds at the end like David told us he was very proud of us and like Damn. says although you looked silly at me couple of times through the years i'm sure you understand now that what i was aiming for <laughs> yeah there you are and all that work was worth it absolutely yeah. so yeah lifting the drumming title at the world championships is not an easy thing a huge achievement so well done scott and to everyone there at tully lagan i think looking at the emotional reaction from you i think it meant a lot so there you are so well done everyone there for sure and uh, so i'll not ask you much more about that scott because i'm i'm sure you'll other right. yeah yeah <laughs> I want you to keep your voice because we've grade two and one to get to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, look, well, Tully Lagan Band, obviously, they placed first in drama, but then fifth overall as a band. So as you say, um, you know, lifting that drumming title was incredibly special for the bands. But again, just not anywhere near the top sort of spot just yet. But I dare say a real bright future ahead for the guys at Tully Lagan, for sure. A lot to build on there. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, thoughts on Johnstone Liftner then? Did any of us have Johnstone as a possible prediction? Uh, Adrian, did you have Johnstone, I think? No, I had Vale of Athel. Oh. And I had Clahar or Tully Lagan down as my dark horses. They were, right. I see. But that's one prediction I'm really pleased I got wrong was the Drummond. I had yeah. Danny done a pace for the Drummond, so I'm yeah. happy to prove wrong on that one. There you are. Me too. I had Denny as well for the drumming. So yeah, I yeah, I have to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it was a it was I, a nice result. I remember, sorry, if if I remember right, I actually think Deej picked Johnstone to lift it. He could well have done. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen. So yeah, no doubt Deej is going. He's very smug. Yeah, if I got that right. Yeah, so he's holding I, that over us. I'm sure. <laughs> to be fair, at the same time, I had Johnstone and they said as two dark horses and the finish number one and two. Ah, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> now, there, there was one band that I was really looking forward to listening to in the grade. Uh, but unfortunately, um, they, I don't know what happened, but they, they ended up in sixth position and that was Clocker. I was expecting 
clocker to possibly win it. I had them predicted yeah. as being possible winners. Um, so not sure what happened there, um, but they had a bit of a mixed bag for results, I think, looking at the overall sheets here. Um, but yeah, well down the pecking order, which was unexpected for Clocker. So disappointing, I'm sure, for everyone there after a real strong season from Clocker and District. Yeah. But uh, hey, there you go. You can build on this. You never know. And then 2023, we could be reading you out as another prediction for 3A. You never know. Indeed. But yes, another band I have to give a, a, a mention to is the Matt Boyd Memorial. I think you mentioned them earlier, Scott. They had a yeah. real thumping great performance in that grade. Yeah, did you manage was, to get listening to them? So obviously, most people know I, I'm friendly with Gary Smith, the lead drummer's son, Ewan, who plays the bass drum. So yes. our plan was we went and watched Matt Boyd, and then we were all going afterwards to watch his girlfriend's band, St. Joseph's. Mm-hmm. So like me and Victoria stood under the trees just as you go into the circle. Yeah. And even from the two opening rolls, I turn around to her and I says, there's some start. Mm. And the brakes and everything, just real clean nice top hand and stuff, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And I said to them later on in the day, like like even Gary, Gary was one of the first ones over to congratulate us. And he even <laughs> joked to me, I says, you's had a smash and run today. And he just laughed and goes, but it wasn't good enough to beat you's, was it? And like, <laughs> but it just shows the side of once you leave the circle, it's mm. all about a bit of crack and we're all best friends. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So- they deserved it. They definitely deserved it. Yeah, oh, that's a great result for Matt Boyd, seeing them up in that top three position there, which isn't easy to creep into in that grade for sure. So, yeah, definitely a great result for them, indeed. All right. So, any other thoughts then on 3A, Adrian, uh, or yourself, before we skip ahead then to the, the worst grade on the day, I would say? <laughs> no, just uh, just saying there that Matt Boyd lost out in second just with ensemble preference. That's it, yeah. Such a fine margin between them and D-side, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's again, that old ensemble preference comes around to bite us every now and again. And that, that was one of those. There you are. So, but hey, full congratulations to D-Side. They definitely did play for it, you know, well-deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's skip ahead then into grade two. Now, the reason I said it was the worst grade on the day is because it was the most hardest grade to get our predictions for last week's podcast. And then I think we've all got it dreadfully wrong, have we? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, oh, you're saying no, you got yours right, Scott, did you? I'll hold it up again. I had, it's probably back to front, but <laughs> Buck and Peterson and Ivor Buck and Peterson are all Annan for the drumming. Ah, oh, there you go. Well, hi, you can be very smug. That, that, there you are. That was the one where I took the smug luck when it come through. I was like, told them. Yes, <laughs> I was right. Yous are all agents. Uh, no, well done, sir. Yeah, Buck and Peterson coming out on top. And again, hi, doing it very convincingly. Uh, you know, two firsts in piping, second in drumming, second in ensemble, lifting that top spot and deservedly so. Yeah, I had Rivara coming out on top, basically just because I loved what they were doing musically. I didn't go by previous results and stuff because it was impossible to pick one because I loved everyone in the grade. Uh, but Rivara, you know, they do have you know a bit of success. They had a first in ensemble there, you know, finishing out second overall, you know. So picking that first in ensemble there, that's that's yeah, it's as good as a win there. I think I'd take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adrian, what way did your predictions work out then? Well, I had the Borough of Allen for winning, and I had Rivara or Ailey as dark horses. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned Ayla. Actually, they were a band that I really enjoyed outside uh, outside the circle. I was listening away to them 
And yeah. I thought they had a big sound on the day. Sounded fantastic. Um, and I, if anything, when you're looking at these overall sheets, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> all right. There's a couple of bands here that we're going to mention, and we're going to ask you all listening to the podcast right now to draw your own conclusions. All right. Isle of Islay had a third in piping and a 13th in piping. Now, that's 10 places. So that's a huge gap. Again, we're finding two piping judges arguing with each other. Uh, but we're not done. Uh, when you look at Manor Cunningham, uh, one judge had a fourth in piping. The other one had them 11th. So between fourth and 11th. And then again, a, again, a big difference. We had Peel Regional Police from Canada. One judge had them 11th. The other one had them fifth. So... I don't know, Scott. What? Where are these big gaps coming in? I I don't know because our, ours was something similar even in three A because um mm. I mean we had let me just double check we had a sixth in piping and an eleventh in piping. That's right, you did, yeah, and finished yeah. fifth overall, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like as you say, like they they ever make or break where you're going to finish. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And again, going back to 3A, looking at the city of Inverness, we have a, a ninth in piping, a 15th in piping. Like these, these big gaps are happening here. Uh, you know, that's been something we've been reporting on the show now for a while. And, it's, you know, it has been happening for a good while, but we don't understand it. We, we don't know why these big gaps are happening. Is it just a case of drum majors, or not drum majors, or judges listening to something different or hearing it different? Or, I, I just I don't understand it. But again, you look at Rivara and Odinson. Mm-hmm. Seven and a seven and two. That's right. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between second place and piping and seventh. You know, it makes, it makes you wonder if the weather was the weather affecting chanters, reeds, drones. You know, as you say, rather that's it. We're not we're not in the circle. So yeah. one judge hears on one side might be complete opposite to what's happened with mm-hmm. that blister. Yeah. On Saturday. To the other side, you know, so they might be a here, but completely clean on the other side. That's it. As I was watching a lot of these bands tuning up on the hill, actually, a lot of them were standing with their back towards the sun to try and protect their chanter from the heat, you know. But whenever you're in that circle, you can't do that. Would it be maybe one side with their back to the sun and the other side maybe facing it? Facing it. That's it. Yeah. Maybe that's making the difference. Could well be the case. Absolutely. So... Yeah, it, it, it makes these results interesting to read as a spectator, but there is bound to be a reason for it. And I've no doubt we'll get commentary in from our listeners right now. So send us in your weekly drones. <laughs> or even if you want our listener mail, biggerabshowgmail.com. Let us know what you think about these disparities and you know the differences in judges' opinions. Um, obviously, we're not you know saying that our judges got it wrong. We're, we're saying that they obviously heard something different, and that, that's what we're looking at here. So... Grade two, I think all in all, uh, we did see top six bands and they were pretty much the top six bands that we expected to see in there. Yeah, I think. And uh, shout out in particular to the City of Edinburgh Pipe Band. Had a great performance. Uh, So, yeah, really enjoyable for them. And they ended up fifth overall. And, uh, oh, to Oddingston as well, lifting that drumming title. Um, I don't think the band expected it. (laughs) You know, looking at the celebrations that happened once their name was read out, I think the band went boogaloo. (laughs) is it still grand cassidy is lead tip isn't it that's right yeah so i think them you know they were throwing each other around i think there might be a few broken ribs or something 
<laughs> you know, the band went mental. Uh, but so, hey, I dare say there was a party in Uningston that night for sure. Yeah. So well done to everyone. If you did finish in that top six bracket at all, yeah, you do deserve a massive pat in the back. Well done. It's an ultra competitive grade in there. And yeah, just crazy, crazy. So, uh, right. Moving on then to the talk of the town into grade one. We all know how the overall results shook down. And uh, we could get lost in the woods here, I guess, and uh, talk all about it. But we know Simon Fraser University lifted the overall in the drumming. Did any of us have SFU for the drumming? Start with yourself, Scott. I think I actually mentioned them just as a dark horse. Ah, I see. I had them wrote down, but as we were doing the podcast last week, I must go back and listen, but in my head, I think I did say. You threw them in there. Yeah. I think I threw them out the last Yeah, I think you did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Reid mm-hmm. always produces just something else. I think I mind just saying that it's a bass and tenor section that's very underrated in grade one. Yeah. I, they played fantastic. Yeah. Adrian, what about yourself for the drumming predictions? I didn't very down for the drumming. Ah, me too. Yeah, that's it. I had Inverary down for Drummond as well, but hey, full credit to the guys at SFU. They really played for it. Um, I was listening to them warming up and stuff outside, and they were just on fire. You know, they were making it look effortless, I think, which was the thing that really sickened me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they they were able to play these blistering scores and just made it look easy. Uh, Did did any of you guys manage to hear SFU over the weekend? Adrian, did you hear them? I heard a bit on Thursday whenever they were down practicing down at the green, but all mm. that, I didn't get hearing anything now really over the two days. I see. I thought whenever they were down practicing on the Thursday, great sound off them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Scott, did you manage to hear them at all? Just wee snippets just on, on the Saturday when we were finished playing and mm. I was walking around the green, but again, like, it's a band I even liked before I was in pipe bands because the CDs they produce, but like it's, yeah. it's just good to see at the same time, no disrespect to any other band, but it's nice to see somebody different. That's it. That's After it. so long of, of like this past couple of years, it's always been in for St. Lawrence, Lift and Drum Corps, you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to see somebody else be rewarded because on our band, if Simon Fraser hadn't lifted in our band, I'd love to have seen Lifted with Scottish Powers, I'd say this. Absolutely. And and they were going to be a band I was mentioned. Yeah, Powers Drum Corps really impressed me. I you know, I was listening to them in final tuning and again another core that just makes it look effortless, you know? Yeah. Uh, but their MS their drumming during their MSR on the Friday was when I sit up on the grandstand, like I mean mm. even if you weren't a drummer, it was full toe tap and experience. Like, you know, Absolutely. you could follow the whole tune, even if there was no piping. You'd nearly <laughs> fit the rest of the music along till it. Yeah, it just, yeah. It just fitted so well, like. No, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So yeah, I have to give full credit to SFU. I think the drum corps certainly played for it. You know, definitely deserved that top spot. And I think Reed Maxwell, whenever you seen him lifting the trophy and everything at the weekend, he did look a little bit emotional. Um, so yeah, full credit to them. I also have to give a mention to uh, St. Lawrence Atul drummers who, as I mentioned on our prediction podcast, they really seem to come out fighting, uh, you know, did not disappoint because was it the, I'm trying to find the result. Yeah. They had a second in drumming actually in the medley on Friday, uh, drumming wise, which, uh, yeah, helped pull them up, up in the second spot there for the medley performance on Friday. So a great run from St. Lawrence, uh, you know, after being knocked out of that prize list, to come back fighting like that. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Adrian? 
But funny, yesterday I had, I, I had St. Lawrence down as a dark horse because I thought after mm. the result in Dumbarton and everyone, they were going to come back fighting. Yeah, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, no. they got the gum shield on and they got the boxing gloves on and they <laughs> went to war. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Picking up that second spot there in the medley on the Friday, fantastic result for St. Lawrence. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I can't sing their praises enough. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed their drumming for the longest time. So it, it was magic to see them up there, you know, for that medley on the Friday, which really helped them uh, that weekend. Um, so, and also... As we're delving through each day, then I suppose, well, can we get away from drum and talk? Because I know cause we're all drummers here on the podcast yeah. again. Uh, let's talk about the overall result then. And the mighty Field Marshal Montgomery lifting that top spot. And talk about a special moment for the mighty FM. And of course, to Richard Parks as well. Lads, I don't know about you, but there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Uh, Scott, what's your feelings, man, whenever Field Marshal was read out as world champion? I'll, I'll hold my hands up straight away. I had MVRA down it because I thought they were going to come out strong from the concert. Not mm. not that they didn't, but it was good to see. But I mean, everybody in the green will agree. Mm. When Phil Marshall was called out and it showed Richard on the big screen, yeah. the shock in his face, but there was even like a <gasps> across the whole ring. You know, <laughs> you could hear everybody like just yeah. something else. Like but it was, it was great to see in the motion in Richard's face. And like, uh-huh. he's always straight away thanking the band it's never himself you know and thanking yeah. the wife supporters and he's very modest but no like thoroughly deserved like you know for him to go down as most decorated grade one pipe major you know absolutely and yeah the question now is will he retire or go for more <laughs> oh that's the million dollar question and i remember during the interview with jackie bird for bbc scotland she asked him about what was the one word that he could sum up all of his success and he used the word drive. And I don't know anyone that's in that pipe major position that has more drive than Richard, I would argue. The guy has been through a lot. <laughs> you know, when we talk about just never lose it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he still oh. has it. He, he wants to keep going for it. So, yeah. That's it. And I know, you know, we're coming into the season now, we affectionately call transfer season and stuff. And everyone does, you know, the rumor machine starts. Oh, will Richard retire now? Uh, will he step down? Will we see a new PM at Field Marshal? I don't think we'll see it at all. I think Richard's just itching to get another one now. <laughs> you know, he's like, right, okay, you know, we've lifted 2022. Let's look to 2023 now. Bring it on the next one. <laughs> you don't want to be caught at one, you want to leave a gap that's. Needs to be chased. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You never know. But funny, just you were saying there, Scott, down in yeah. at the finale and all, sort of the crowd, everyone going in shock. I think even where we were, it nearly was as if everyone was expecting in for eight left at two. That as soon as mm. Field Marshall was called out, there seemed to be a bit of shock going through everybody. Oh, there was. Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of the members did seem to be very surprised, but pleasantly surprised at the same yeah. time. You know, they're like, wow, okay, we did it, you know. Um, so know how to do it. That's it, yeah. So, no, I think the band were more than shuffed, obviously, we left in the title, but they also had that secondary thing of helping Richard get to that record. You know, we know that we've, we've reported it here in the show before that the record is 12 and, uh, you know, it's been equaled, but will they beat it? And now they've done it. Honestly, it's a, it's a huge historical event, I think, you know. 
that's going to be one of those moments where you can boast to your mates, well, I was there, you yeah. know, when it happened. It's going to be one of those things. And here locally in Northern Ireland, for those living internationally, it has been national news. Like it's been in all of the papers. It's been on TV, radio. It's been everywhere all about this huge achievement. Uh, and yeah, I think rightfully so. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Scott, yourself, mate? Well, it's, it's, no, it's no easy task. Like, you know, for mm. anybody to even win one, two, three, Grade yeah. one major like world championships, you know, like but to thirteen, like that's you know, massive. Yeah, it nearly goes to the record of the likes of Michael Schumacher and Formula One or stuff yeah. like that, you know, or some top footballers yeah. with where you know it's no, as you say, Richard's word was drive. Like there's mm-hmm. no other thing you would have to get to that level. No, that's so. it. Absolutely, yeah. So as much as we're pouring all sorts of praise on Field Marshal, I want to delve through the Friday results because they do make for some interesting reading. And uh, as you mentioned, Scott, the MSR performance from Scottish Power earned them a first place on the Friday in the MSR run. So, yeah, really stellar result for Scottish Power finishing up on top there in the MSR on Friday. And uh, Is that the one that kind of stood out to you then from Power? So I, I missed the medleys on the Friday due to practice in the afternoon. Mm. And then, as always, you look for your program and you pick a couple of bands who you want to watch. So I, I had said to the wife, I want to go up and watch Scottish Power. Inverary's on after we'll go watch them. Mm-hmm. But just, just from them walking down into the arena, you know, and they played a bit of an intro and then they stopped. They, they just stood, like, real confident. Yes. But from the start, just from the start, the word go, like, I mean... See, their Strass Bay was so clean, so, so clean. Yeah. And the brakes and stuff. It was just, it's a bomb that keeps biting at the heels of the t- the top two every year. And mm-hmm. eventually it's going to break. They're going to get it. Like, yeah. they're going to get the break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I wanted to bring this into conversation. Scottish Power are definitely threatening that top two position now at this point. Uh, so definitely a band to watch for this next incoming season, I would argue. And yeah. Even though that was MSR, the, the stuff they've been producing in their medleys this past couple of years too, as we've spoken about before in different words predictions, like mm. introducing P-Boxes and stuff and that, you know, like just breaking the mold and just trying something different. That's it. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that's it. And Scottish Power are pushing that envelope now. And that's great to see for sure. Now, whenever you're looking at the Friday MSR results, and especially for the piping, there does seem to be a bit of, the gaps happening again and uh i'm looking at sfu for the friday they had an 11th in piping and a fourth in piping for the msr on the friday that's a big gap uh but it's not the only one st lawrence tool had a ninth and a third yeah that's a big gap and then shots and johnston yeah as well a sixth and a 14th in piping uh Again, as we were mentioning earlier, these bands are huge. They're big bands, you know, and one half of the band could be playing facing the sun. The other one could be away from it. It could be disparity in sound. We just don't know. Uh, so the likes of shots there, you know, with a first in piping and a seventh in piping. Again, two different piping judges with two different halves of the band. Perhaps they heard it differently, you know. Does make for interesting reading and gives spectators like me stuff to to mull over. Uh, looking at the medley results on the Friday, then FM I think convincingly coming out on top. Yeah, two first and pipe and first ensemble 
lifting that top medley position there, not a bad result for them. And as I, as I mentioned earlier about St. Lawrence Atul coming out second in the medley on Friday, it was definitely a great result for them, which certainly helped them uh, in the placements for sure. Uh, so a bit of a shocker, though, that did surprise me, if I'm honest. I heard Inverary's medley performance on the Friday, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but they were in fourth place uh, overall in the, the medley on the Friday, behind Field Marshal, St. Lawrence, and Parr. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting one there. Yeah. But uh, again, another mixed bag of results in there for the Friday and the medley performance. So you can go and have a read at that and draw your own conclusions. Uh, so <laughs> I should have my wee squeaky thing that I normally blow into. It's not here. All right. There's one that I kind of wanted to draw attention to. Yes. And that was the Saturday MSR uh, performance. All right. The reason I'm drawing your attention to this is because I want to pay particular attention to Klaus Kelt. Now, this is one of my predictions I mentioned on the pod last week that I would see a jump from Klaus Kelt from that bottom three position. And yeah, they placed 11th. So there you go. 11th out of a possible 14. So my prediction came through, Scott. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So yeah, I haven't mentioned that I was the only one out of all these that predicted FM to left there. Yeah, go on, Rob. <laughs> there you go. That's my gloating done. Uh, but yeah, full well done to Klaus Kelt, by the way. Yeah. First time in that grades. And uh, even, the, you know, they hit the top 10 spot in Ensemble for that uh, at, you know MSR run on the Saturday. So yeah, huge congrats there, for sure. Now, also, uh, St. Thomas alumni, of course, and to City of Dunedin as well. I think they both made their grade one debut as well and weren't yeah. too shabby at all. Yeah. Again, blowing big sounds, blowing big tunes, really enjoyable. I think that entire grade one competition, the standards just ridiculously high, you know. And as you can see, looking at the overall sheets, you have to get your calculator out. You know, it's like a mess of numbers. And yeah, that's yeah. I don't know where do you even begin with all of this. You know, I think the final total, I think, is where it is, but. Uh, it takes you to have a calculator to figure it all out. So well done to our compilers. <laughs> I think this is a great format, having the two days count. I think so too. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, but I am a bit curious, uh, not just in grade one, but in all grades about the big gaps in results between pipe and judges. Even now, I'm going to throw a real fly in the ointment here, but the difference is between drumming results and ensemble results. You know, if you if you don't have the drumming, do you have ensemble? I, I don't know. Or do you have ensemble without drumming? I I don't know. I'm not a judge. And no doubt we'll be talking about this all winter. <laughs> Any thoughts I, on I, that, I, Scott, I, yourself? Personally, I would say I would agree with you. Like My view would be if you have good piping but bad drumming, where does the good ensemble come out of? Because surely ensembles the overall performance from the pipers, bass section, and drum corps. That's Sitting it, yeah. The whole thing flowing instead of being a couple of separate entities playing their own bit. That's it. That that was my understanding of ensemble. It's how the whole unit clicks together and puts on a musical performance. So if one aspect of that is suffering, then do you have good ensemble? I don't know. It's an argument, I guess. Uh, I don't know, but as, as you say, Adrian, the conditions on the day were challenging, and yeah. as, you know, these bands are big. One half could be playing direct into the sun and could be getting sharper and sharper and sharper, 
whereas the other guys with their back to it, you know, could be a different yeah. ball game. So, but hey, we were not in there with a the clipboard, even though we are armchair judges and we wouldn't mind. But, you know, I don't. Yeah, we could give it a go. I'm sure we would get it all dreadfully wrong as we did all of our predictions. But there you go. Anyway, lads, this has been fun. So has all this going through results and whatnot. It's been good crack. So thanks a million for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, it's been good crack. So I have to ask then, I'm going to ask you to summarize your experience of the World Championships in a few sentences. So final thoughts on the Worlds uh, for yourself, Adrian, first of all. I think this, is the, this year is one that I've really enjoyed. Been over maybe a day earlier, getting to experience more of Pipe and Live Week and things like that. And when yeah. I see more of the bonds, definitely this has been my best experience for the Worlds. They are fantastic stuff. Scott, what about yourself, mate? Um, one word I'd sum it up in is emotion. Ah, of course, because you left yes. it that title, you see, that's it. <laughs> you, you had texted me on Saturday evening, as I said, you, I, I've only been in pipe on seven seasons and lost two to COVID, but in, in mm. the five worlds I've been till I've lifted a drumming title in 4A, 3A, and a band title in 3B. So, like, I've been spoilt with some of the stuff of one where people have waited years, but like, I just. I'm nearly gutted the season's over. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to keep going at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> it nearly seems it's over before it started. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, well, if anything, I'm incredibly jealous because I have never won a world title and I've been in pipe bands for 30 plus years. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only messing. No, full congratulations, Scott, honestly, to everyone there at Tully Lagan. Well done. And to anyone at all who lifted silverware this weekend, honestly, you do deserve full credit. You know, coming out of this stupid old pandemic nonsense and hitting that field in the first place is a win. Uh, but picking up silverware, my word, that that's, yeah, that's something to celebrate there, right there. So my thoughts on 2022, honestly, I think this World Championships was a good one. Competitively, definitely standards high across all grades and made it very enjoyable as us as fans. Uh, but I think this is a building year. I don't think we're done. I think this is just a work in progress. I think this is the start of things to come. I do know that 2023, we're expecting to see a lot more international bands traveling. Now, uh, we know that a load of bands from Australia and New Zealand now planning to travel to Glasgow. So I can't wait for next year. You know, this year, don't get me wrong, was amazing. It was so good to see it back. But next year is going to be where it's at because that's when we'll hit the ground running. So I expect to see us back in another prediction pod next next year, lads. And we'll get it all wrong together again. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Well, so from all of us and the Rab Show team at Scott as well, world champion extraordinaire. Yeah. Thank you for joining us this week. And no doubt we'll see you again on next week's podcast. Well, we'll have even more piping shenanigans for you on next week's podcast. So until then, we'll see you all next week. All the Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world and also check us out on Patreon. 
For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>